Hello, everyone, and welcome to What's Your Jersey podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Marfuji, and yes, I did just fist pump, and I tried to really stick it hard because my guest is a dancer and a choreographer, and I just want to do pretty movements in front of her right now because um, she's so pretty. Anyway, before I get to her fabulousness, I just want to say I hope you meatballs are having a great week so far. Uh, if this is your first time tuning in to What's Your Jersey, I call my listeners meatballs because who doesn't love a good meatball? And I'm talking to you vegans, too. There's vegan meatballs. There's vegetarian meatballs. There's all kinds of meatballs. They just make people happy. Um, Also, I want to say thank you for reaching out. I feel like I've been getting more and more DMs from everyone and emails about content and funny things that help them along the way. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Please keep reaching out at whatsyourjerseypodcast at gmail.com or just hit me up on social media at Jacqueline Marfuji and you can learn how to spell that in the notes of the podcast uh, and please 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 share with your friends because that's how I find out about podcasts you know people tell me they send me them and I'm like holy shit that was mind-blowing so hopefully this will be mind-blowing I think this episode really will be mind-blowing for all of you um and I uh we have so much to get to so I'm just gonna get right into it uh It is International Women's Month. So I was trying to think of someone that inspires me. And um, my guest and I haven't really hung out or (laughs) spent time together, but I feel like everything's like six degrees of you in my life. And I'm obsessed with her Instagram. And she's so inspiring and so just... Uh, doing all the things. So who doesn't want to hear from someone on how to do all the things? Um, And this Friday is International Women's Day. So I thought this would be the perfect person for you guys to listen to. Even if you're not a woman, I definitely recommend sending this episode to either your niece or your sister or your mom or someone because I feel like like you um, know a lot more than a lot of us. Um, Anyway, I'm going to get right into it. Um, She has performed with icons, um, you know, like no big deal. People like Cher, Beyonce, Rihanna, Pink, Katy Perry, Justin Timberlake. You've performed at Super Bowls. You've performed at Coachella. Um, You've seen my guest on most recently, The Masked Singer. You've been on a ton of TV shows, Parks and Recreation, which I didn't know about. I just found out about that one. Nip Tuck, How I Met Your Mother, Criminal Minds, CSI, American Idol, Dancing with the Stars, America's Got Talent. You've done a million commercials. And you also, you have this amazing new company. Well, it's newish. The Dancer's Edge and the NRG Project. And basically, my guest is just everything. She's an actress dancer, choreographer, master teacher, uh, just amazing. Rachel Markarian, I'm sorry, I'm just going to stop. <laughs> That's the best <laughs> intro ever. Okay. Thank you. Oh, I didn't mention that you have legs longer than anyone I've ever seen before. <laughs> I think my inseam is like 33. Oh my God. I know. It's That's, pretty intense. It's aggressive. Yes. Yeah. Can you She's just tall? Yeah. You're tall. <laughs> she literally is wearing this. I just have to describe this mental picture. Um, this long, it's very soft red, like suede coat thing with these fabulous like are they bell bottoms i don't even know Here, can i give you a little tip on these bell bottoms yeah, so what's these going on? are free people i got them for nine dollars 
I just have to say that because free people is not that cheap. <laughs> I um, I found them at a cute store. They were on sale. I grabbed them and I figured if they don't fit me, then they'll fit a friend. And thank God they fit me. And so, that's the kind of person I'm you are. Today. You are. <laughs> yeah. You're rocking them. Yeah. Um, yeah. You look adorable. Thank you. And um, hair. Do, did you do this hair yourself? You have like yeah. the perfect loose wave. Can you tell your listeners? Well, it's like three days old. Usually I wash my hair like maybe twice a week. That was I find one that the of dirtier the questions. it gets, the better it performs. Oh, I, li- <laughs> I like that. I was actually going to ask you about that. Yeah. Because you dance and work out all yes. the time. Yeah. So how do you, because I've, for the past four days, hard. I've had to wash the hair and dry. Yeah. Like, how do you keep it? I try to just do, I do work out every day, so it's tough. And I love hot yoga. So after hot yoga, I definitely have to wash it. But yeah. I try, some days I'll just wet it and I just won't shampoo it. Or I don't know. I'm finding its own rhythm. Because sometimes it's just shampoo. Sometimes it's just wet. Sometimes it's just conditioner. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So mix it up. Yeah. Um, funny to bring up hair, your brother, Jason, yeah, okay. um, wanted me to ask you about all the different haircuts you've had through the years. <laughs> oh my God. They've been pretty hilarious. Okay. So when I was a kid, I had hair like down to my booty. It was super long, long, curly, curly hair. Right. Uh-huh. And I mean, I'm born in the early eighties, so perms were really big back then so I got I used to get that long mane permed and then (gasps) I cut it to like shoulder length and so it was like this mushroom situation then when I was a freshman in high school you know I grew up dancing and so everybody was like a bun head and I was like I kind of want to stand out and I just want to chop my hair so I chopped all of it off to the point where it was like shaved and I would get like I used to say I'm like I'm gonna go get my fade but it was like (laughs) if you picture like Sharon Stone Halle Berry short but they wear they wore it a hell of a lot better than I did <laughs> but that's how I had my hair pretty much all of high school I think Jason called it he's gonna die I think he called it like the whiffle or something like that my, my haircut. and then uh, I had that a little bit throughout college and then actually when I moved to LA my agent the first meeting we had he was like you have to grow your hair out because you won't work if your hair is short like that yeah and so that's when I started to grow it out and so that's crazy yeah, i know wow you just went the opposite i know you're just like extreme that i mean i clip hair into my head to make it long you yeah were i've like, never nope. done the extension thing you don't need to yeah i think i'm just <laughs> yeah i don't know you probably i think i'd be nervous if while i was dancing one of them would fly out yeah that's never ha- actually i'm lying yeah. i was at barney's beanery i was dancing uh during a karaoke thing and it was really fun i was dancing with the guy i was dating at the time and he like <laughs> dipped me down and like I was like yes killing it and then all of a sudden I look and there's these two just bitches waving my weave no. in the air oh my god and I tried to pretend like it wasn't mine like yeah. I was like, like I'm just gonna that? yeah yeah I was like I'll take the hit like yes. I'll lose the weave right. <laughs> you know like I was like it's fine yeah just you know because yeah. I do keep have dancing. hair keep dancing and they yeah. just kept they finally oh like god. and it was so embarrassing and it was yeah so that's the one time Ugh. but it's never happened on stage no I know yeah that would um, be my fear it was rough um mm-hmm. to get into it with mm-hmm. you we have a few questions quick fire questions okay cool yeah okay um i want to know who do you like better lady gaga or britney spears lady gaga Ooh, yeah we like britney here but lady gaga's a big okay. yeah okay. that's fine okay. it's totally fine um what's the worst moment you've ever had on stage oh gosh or the most embarrassing oh embarrassing oh i hit the artist once oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I was. It was my first tour. I was touring with a Latin artist named Cheyenne, and I think I like I elbowed him or something. I just didn't. I, I dance really big and hard on stage, and I just oh, yeah. don't think that I was aware that he was next to me. And I elbowed him, and I really thought I was like I got off stage, and I was like I think I'm fired. <laughs> and after the show, I was like I'm so sorry. He was like It's okay. You were you know you were going full out, but yeah, that definitely was the most embarrassing you so Rachel was just a dancer on the masked singer yeah and yeah. you didn't you get caught on something during the American woman number which was yes, phenomenal. I know he did such a great job right <sighs> it, well the, the thing about the masked singer is they they shot like three episodes a week it was intense and the whole the whole production side did ju- just such an incredible job but we were just like learning choreo so quickly you would I mean it wasn't we weren't shooting it live but we were only getting one take so if you messed up that take then that was it and so my fishnet got caught on the jewels on on the monster's microphone and as I'm dancing I'm like tugging at his microphone and I'm like this is not happening so finally I just like yanked my fishnets away from his mic and it kind of jolted his mic up but thank god I saw the playback and it like that the tail end of it mm-hmm. was on camera but I know it's you- like those little freak out moments on stage you just have to like think on your feet and just do what feels right in the moment yeah. and just hope for the best. Well, that's what makes you a professional and sets yeah. you apart from yeah. the I've been doing us. it for like a long time now. Yes, you definitely have. Yeah. Also, um, we're recording this on Fat Tuesday. Uh, we love New Orleans on this podcast and Rachel and I are celebrating by drinking wine. Cheers! Salute! So who's ever listening, if you're sitting at home or hanging out with your friends, just drink some wine, yeah, drink some vino. join us. Happy Fat Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, okay, I have more rapid fire. Um, which movie do you like better, Any Given Sunday or Rudy? Rudy. Rudy. Yeah. Mm, that's the popular one. Yeah. I like Any Given Sunday. I like okay. Al Pacino's speech in the locker room. I know. Room. So good. It's so, so good. God, it's so fine. Good. It's all good. <laughs> Who do you think is hotter, Sandra Bullock on the blind side or Connie Britton in Friday Night Lights? I love Connie Britton. <sighs> yeah. She's so cool. She's so good. Have so you ever talented. Met her? I haven't, but she's just so consistent with her work. Mm. Yeah. No. And she just seems like she'd be fun to hang out with. But so would Sandra. I'd uh, like to chill and have a glass of wine with her. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I would take either one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the meatballs actually wrote in and they wanted to know who was the coolest person that you've worked for that like you could actually like chill with. And Yeah. It's so funny because I just had lunch with my girlfriends and I was we were talking about all the artists that we've worked with and I've been so lucky to work with incredible people. Like I don't have a horror story or anything. Mm-hmm. Um Rihanna is just so fun and chill to hang out with. We would go like shopping together. We would do our nails in the dressing room, do our makeup. And Katy Perry is like the most generous artist I've ever worked with. Like really? so generous. Yeah. So giving and so loving. So those, um, those two women, as well as Cheyenne, who's the Latin artist, those were the three tours that I've been on. And those were the artists that I've spent the most time with. Mm-hmm. And I just feel so lucky. Cause I'm like, to call them a boss is like a blessing. So I don't have a favorite because they were both different okay. in their own way. But yeah, if that gives you any No, <laughs> that's idea. amazing. Yeah. I love that. Um, one of the other things I love about you that's very What's Your Jersey adjacent, you're our first guest who's ever performed at not one, but two 
Yeah. Super Bowl halftime shows. It's crazy, right? The cool thing about that, I was actually working with your brother during that performance. Which one? Katie or Beyonce? maybe Beyonce? It was the Beyonce. Yeah. Um, Rachel basically shut down the Superdome. <laughs> I think we, did we, didn't we, the lights went yeah, out, Yeah, the right? lights went out. Yeah, that's you right. blacked it out. You didn't yeah. shut it down. Yeah. You blacked it out. Yes, that's right. Oh yeah. my gosh. And it was so cool to watch your brother, like watch oh, you. He's so supportive. Yeah. He's so supportive. Yeah. And like, it was such a cool moment because yeah. he was just so proud of you. And it was just like, so sweet. Ah, it was so cool. Mm-hmm. So what, was that the first one you danced at? Yeah, that was the first one. And, um, we rehearsed for four weeks in New Orleans mm-hmm. in a soundstage. They set up like the the space and stuff, and then um, which was just amazing. It was my first. That's my first and only time working with Beyonce. Okay. But to work with her for the month and like to experience what she's like and her work ethic, and she's the first one there. She's the last one to leave, and it's like feeling her energy on stage like the stage would shake when we were in rehearsal she's so full out and she just demands that from her dancers and it was a, an incredible group the the f- four weeks that we were rehearsing I think there was like 25 or 30 of us that were all from like New York LA and um, Atlanta that came in and we spent the four weeks together and it was just so amazing I met some of my closest friends working on that job so what was the audition process like for that um, I didn't audition actually. I had I had auditioned for Beyonce a couple of times before, like years prior, uh-huh. and I was actually teaching in Boston with her choreographer. And we're at the airport after we finished teaching, and he's like, "What are you doing in January and early February?" I was like, um, "Nothing yet." You know, it was right before the holiday, and he was like, "Okay, well, Beyonce's got the Super Bowl," and I was like, "I'm sorry." Like my jaw was like, "Huh?" Because <laughs> you have like bucket lists, but then you don't think that those things could happen for you, right? Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I would love to do that. And then I didn't hear anything about it for a couple of weeks. And I reached out to my agent. I was like, hey, you know, he mentioned this. I don't know if he's picked people yet. I would love to do it. And uh, she's like, yeah, yeah, we're talking about it. And so then like a week later, the booking came in and I was just like, oh my God, this is just amazing. Yeah. So what was that like stepping on the field? It's it's pretty bananas because you're like, I mean, it's just so crazy, the magnitude of people and the energy mm-hmm. and just knowing that that's, that's just what's right in front of you, never mind what is behind the TV screen. Mm-hmm. But I've, like, I remember in Mexico, I performed for, like, 275,000 people. There's this huge festival in Mexico mm-hmm. to the point where you're on stage and, like, the crowd is so far back you can't see anybody. But to know that the Super Bowl is a whole other thing and it's live, I mean, that's a lot of pressure, too, because you're like, you can't mess up. And if you do, you better pray that that's not on camera. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's just, you don't, that you only get one shot at it. But it's so interesting because, like, when you do the Super Bowl, you rehearse so many times in the field. Oh, you do? Okay. Oh, yeah. And, and even the people that are setting up the stage are rehearsing as well how to because they they have a commercial break to set that yeah. all up it's pretty it's pretty intense so it takes a lot of people a lot of moving parts to make that happen but it was amazing I, I got off stage and I bawled and as I looked at her singing halo oh. yeah that's what it was I remember being just like I can't believe we just did that and I looked at her and she was leaning over and the fan is blowing through her hair and she was singing halo and I just remember like looking up in the super like in just seeing the sky and being like oh my god can't believe we just did that that is so cool yeah it was very emotional did you get to witness any moments between like her and jay-z or her family because i feel like that's always a big part of like your come up and you know yeah i mean celebrating i i remember him being around and 
them being like really collaborative and working well together and stuff but it, for the most part in the rehearsal process it's she's there just like any other the other dancers you know she's That's like so right cool. there with you um yeah. were you on stage with left shark I was. You were. Yes, we toured together. <laughs> okay. So. Oh my god, but it's hard. <laughs> what was like, like? Did you guys realize like something was happening? No. No. I mean, okay. Because when I did, we're talking Super Bowl about the Katy, with, yeah, Perry, the Katy Super Perry Super Bowl. Super Bowl. I was the the queen chess piece. So like the, the <laughs> I was in the chess section, and the Cali girls section was. The two were the two sharks, I think, and then the, <laughs> so the girls funny. dancing. And I just remember when we finished, it was like all everybody was just talking and the Internet was going crazy about the shark. And I just I don't know what I don't know what happened there. I don't know if it was like one of the sharks was really going full out and the other shark was just having fun freestyling. Uh-huh. But it just became this whole, whole other thing. <laughs> This whole other thing. But yeah, we I toured with the both guys that were um the sharks. We toured together for two years before the Super Bowl. That's amazing. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> who do you think should do the next halftime Super Bowl? Like who would you love to see up there and work with? I mean, I think J Lo would put on a pretty good show. Yeah. Um but I would I don't know, I'm kind of down for just bands you know mm. just a cool band that can rock out i really enjoyed when aerosmith and britney spears did their thing i mean just that was my favorite you know one. it was a good one yeah yeah aerosmith um i love them they're my favorite band. yeah i love like guns and roses like yeah that old school old school stuff. rock yeah totally. i love a good 70s yeah. rock yeah okay see that's kind of my favorite stuff to dance to okay like even like a Jimi hendrix totally like yeah i think it's cool to have that opposite mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. All right. We're going to take it back. So we mentioned Aerosmith. They're from Boston. Yeah. That's what Rachel's jersey is. Yes. Are you from Boston or are you from like a suburb? I'm from Worcester, which is Worcester, Worcester, which is like 50 minutes outside of Boston. All right. It's a pretty big city, but a lot of people, I always say Boston because people, some people don't know Worcester, but um, yeah, I left there when, right when I was like 17, right when I graduated high school, I was out. You were just, um, Yeah. yeah, yeah, I and get, please stop me if I'm wrong. You were pigeon toed when you were born. Yeah, yeah. I was born with a disability. My my mom is like five four. She's super petite, right? Yeah. So when I was born, um, yeah, I was tucked under her ribs when she was pregnant. So when I was born, my feet were like in, completely inverted in and pointing in the other direction, which and is so, like Fosse adjacent. It's totally. It it's you, like because you're amazing. Fosse yeah, dancer. I could definitely do Fosse style. Like <laughs> that's second nature. But yeah, growing up, it was like I had to wear leg braces 23 mm-hmm. hours a day. Like they were built into my crib just to get my legs to go parallel. And um, doctors were always like, well, she'll never be a dancer and she'll never be a model. But if we can get her to walk straight, then we'll be OK. So cool. It's crazy. Yeah. And I think that was the thing that motivated my mom to be like, oh, she'll never be a dancer. I'll put her in dance class. Yeah. And I was also painfully shy as a kid, like to the point where I would run in the other direction or hide under my mom's like clothes just if anybody looked at me. So she was like, let me get her in front of an audience yeah. to get her comfortable in front of people and also put her in ballet to hopefully correct the disability. It was so painful and I hated it for probably 10 years. Which is so ironic. Yeah, it's crazy. I used to like threaten that I would jump out of a moving vehicle. Like as my mom's like <laughs> driving me to dance, I was like, I'm going to jump out of the car. And she's like, stop. <laughs> and I, to this day, I'm like, what made you continue to 
torture me. Yeah. Or like, <laughs> like, what was it? Because so many teachers were like, Mrs. Markarian, she's cute. But like, we feel like we're taking your money away. Like she's not getting any better. Oh my God. I was really bad for a really long time. And it was, I hated it and it was painful. So it was kind of like, why are you making me do this? And I don't know if it was that she just thought it would be good for me or if the discipline that came along with it. Mm-hmm. But when I was like 12, that's when it hit. Like I saw the older dancers really just so beautiful at my studio. And I was like, oh, well, let me try to do that. And then I started to get better as then I it was. Clicked. Yeah, it really clicked. And then I lived in New York on my own. I was on scholarship there when I was like 15 years old to train and get better. And so, yeah, it was a whole thing. It's so funny because my mom said the same thing about me with dance where like I sucked yeah. for a while. <laughs> And then it just clicked one day. It's crazy. And yeah, it's weird how that worked. Like I kind of didn't really like it and didn't look forward. Yeah. Like I was like, Ugh. And, then... and you're like awkward as you're growing up. And I, as a teacher now, I look at a lot of young dancers in my classes mm-hmm. and I'm like, anybody can do this. You know, it's because sometimes you look at the dancers that are just like so incredible at such a young age. And then sometimes they burn out or like they lose interest and okay. they, they don't continue on. And then you look at the ones that are struggling a little bit. And if you can just kind of click into them and inspire them a little bit, you can see the growth happen like from the s- start of class to the end of class. And you're like, that, could, that, that one could be a sleeper. Like I was a total sleeper. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nobody would have ever thought when, when I was, you know, between the ages of three to 12 that I would be doing this right now. I love that. Yeah. Were your brother, like, do you recommend like boys, girl, like anyone going into dance at one point, just like at least trying it once? Like, did your brothers take it? Yeah, no. Oh my God. No. I took all the rhythm <laughs> in the family. No, they're <laughs> awful dancers. Actually, I can, they're I kind of fun, but like not coordinated though. No. Yeah. No, they did sports. <laughs> like, uh, Jason, my oldest, he did a ton of sports and, um, my middle brother, Adam, he's super creative, super artsy. So he was like a great drawer, painter. Um, Mm -hmm. he took in art and other sports and musical instruments and stuff like that. So we're all kind of like come from a creative. Well, you guys are all like killing it creatively in different avenues. Yeah. Yeah. Is Adam, Mm -hmm. is he a fashion designer or or stylist? He's a stylist. He's a stylist. So he kind of took his love for art and transferred it into styling and hair. And he's really, really creative. So, and then Jason's a writer. Jay's a writer. Yeah. And you're like, Dancer, actress, Dancer, actress, all the things. Yeah. You're like yeah. the Ronsons, but like cooler in my I'm Like, book. wouldn't it be cool, like down the road, if we all collaborated and did something together? Make Jason write. Uh... Yeah, I was like, you write a script, <laughs> write I'll a star script. in it, and Animal Styling <laughs> done. Perfect, <laughs> exactly. So you were dancing in New York. You were at, um, and I wanted to touch on this just because it's you know in all the headlines. You were dancing at Steps and Broadway Dance Center and all these places. Um, I danced at some of those places, and Wade oh, Robson yes. was one of our. Yeah, have Isn't you he seen? Amazing? Oh, I haven't. Have you incredible. seen it? I've only. I came in last night, and okay. the main squeeze was watching the tail end of the second part of the okay. documentary. Yeah, I can't wait to watch it. I'm going to watch it tomorrow because I have a moment. It's really sad and chilling, yeah. and there's been a ton of stuff also said about the After Neverland um, documentary that Oprah did. Not documentary. Oh, yeah, she yeah. did the talk show. That's right. I heard about that with Wade, and I think the other guy's name is James. Okay, and she's getting a huge backlash right is now. Is she really? Yeah, and she she doesn't care. She's yeah, like, of course. Whatever. She's Oprah. She said, yeah, she's <laughs> Oprah. And she, basically the basis on it was more just like spreading the word about child abuse and the signs to like, or child molestation yeah. and what to look for yeah. if it's happening. Yeah. And she's done over 200 episodes based on that. Like if anyone's going to do something, like she's, she's a survivor herself. Yeah, exactly. You know, and 
it, it makes me sad though because I you know. could see how much because I feel like Wade kind of like went away yeah and, and then from he came yeah what I saw in the documentary mm-hmm. it's like oh that's why you he's know? so brilliant oh my god he's just so gifted in Favorite. so many ways you can like take a class from him and feel like your world has changed your perspective he mm-hmm. connects to nature and the spirit and everything so I know I haven't seen too much of what's been going on um I I, it's so funny because I had to go teach uh, I teach on convention on the weekends and um I was like oh a great Michael song to teach to this was maybe like three weeks ago and then I was like I heard about the documentary coming out and I was like you know what I don't even feel right teaching to one of his songs because I haven't seen the documentary yet and I don't know and I just wanted to be safe and not even go in that direction but yeah I know it's really sad. I know. Yeah. No. Well, whatever. We took the classes with Wade. I hope that He's amazing. Thoughts and prayers to everyone. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but check out the After Neverland thing, at least to see For what sure. they have to say. Mm-hmm. I th- this is not a sponsored post. Right. <laughs> We're really pushing it. I know. We're really pushing it. Um, so you were in Boston mm-hmm. and you went to New York at a really young age, like without yeah. your mom, without anyone. You moved there for a summer, right? Yeah. I, I stayed there for about four months. There was a girl that was 10 years older than me. She was a Rockette and she had a studio apartment in New York and she was kind of like in and out of town. My dance teacher, who's like my second mom, mm-hmm. she connected me with her. And when I was 15, I auditioned um, for the scholarship at Steps on Broadway. It was like a work-study program. So you work in the front desk, and then you get to take all the classes you want so kind cool. of thing. Yeah. So I did that for about four months and pretty much kind of like lived on my own. And my mom just like dropped me off one day, and she's like, the bus stop is there in the cab. You know how to hail a cab. And... I say to her, I'm like, weren't you freaking out? I would never let my 15-year-old be in New York by herself. Back then, I had no cell phone, you know? Yeah. And I was like, what, 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 what were you thinking? And she's like, if you don't think I was panicked every night before I went to bed, you're crazy. She's like, of course I was nervous. And I guess my dad was like, what are you doing? What are you thinking letting her do that? But I called her every night when I got home and touched base, and it was fine. And you just, like, mature so quickly when you're on your own like that and that's where I really got a lot of incredible training and I think that really furthered furthered is that a word further it is right now (laughs) I want to know progressed because (laughs) I feel like everything that you post and just how like elegant and just kind you are and you just seem like you have a really good head on your shoulders when you were that young in New York like dancers deal with body issues and eating disorders and you know it's cutthroat there's a lot of competition do you did you deal with anything like that yeah um not so much in high school. Okay. I mean, you fluctuate a little bit. When I got to college, though, a lot of my grade and my scholarship depended on my weight. Really? Yeah. And it's interesting because the university that I went to, there's several levels. Did you go to Oklahoma? I went to Oklahoma City University, yeah. Shout and out to Oklahoma City Yeah, university. I was like, huh? <laughs> Here we go. Um, Do they have a great dance program? They have a really solid dance program that specializes in like musical theater and jazz and you you still take ballet every single day but the reason I went there is because I was like well I'm so used to New York I want to be on Broadway that was the thing that was the goal that was the goal and I didn't 
I didn't, um, I, I knew I didn't have the body or the, the desire to be a ballerina. And so many universities were only like ballet and modern based. So OCU was different. I went there and, um, you, you test in and there's several levels that you can be in. And I was basically in like the top levels as a freshman Mm -hmm. and, they they were like asking me they're like who trained you and I told them who trained me and then the next year they had my teacher who gave me all my training Joan Sherry they they brought her out to to teach at the university so oh she was a teacher there goodness. yeah yeah it was pretty intense Look but at you just paying it forward <laughs> getting people jobs at universities whatever she's amazing I mean she her and my mom are the reason that I I think I am the way I am and was it just longevity. your mom's birthday it was yesterday can you say happy birthday happy mom? birthday mom <laughs> I'm just trying to get a listener she's send best. it to your mom I am gonna send this to her for sure um no she's but, stunning by the oh, way isn't she like can you she's aging us, backwards yeah it's not fair can you give us some scoopers she secrets? makes her she's, own skincare line what yeah she makes her own skincare line that's called Jadara <sighs> and it's all natural no toxins no nothing and it's all like oils and everything she just started doing it years ago and then i was like you need to do this and package it and so she's made a bunch of products she has the whole thing and that's all that she uses and i've literally seen her skin she doesn't do any work nothing to her face oh my god yeah it's pretty it's pretty amazing i'm like i facetimed with her yesterday morning and she's at the beach and she's like glowing and i was like how do I look older than you do? Right it's now? so annoying. My yeah. mom, same thing. Yeah. No. She's, yeah, she's got, but she's all, and she eats super healthy. She just takes okay. care of herself. She's great. Wow. She's freaking phenomenal, that woman, superwoman. Well, happy birthday. Happy birthday, mom. <laughs> so you were at university. Yeah. And you, your weight was a. Yeah, it was a big deal. They, they would have you, um, they would weigh you. Mm. consistently so it's like showgirls when they would yeah. weigh them yeah and it's interesting because wow. it's like that's a time when and i get it weight your weight does matter to some degree okay but i think what hurt me in that situation was it had brainwashed me so much to thinking that well if you were overweight you must not be talented if you weren't skinny then you weren't good which is so crazy because yeah. i see dancers of all shapes and sizes that are phenomenal you know, and I had to learn that outside in the real world, in the mm-hmm. professional world. And so, yeah, it was tough. I mean, they had me like ugh, sign, you know, pieces of paper that said I would lose five pounds over the course of a week or something. Oh my God. And if how not, would you then, even do that? Yeah, you don't, you, you just can't do that. And at that time, you know, your body is changing. You're, you're 18 to 22 years old and your body's going through so many different changes. And my body's still changing. Yeah, t- and I'm totally. in my 30s. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. So I used to just weigh myself naked. I'd go in the corner and have somebody hold a towel up to me and just hope to God that the scale said what it was supposed to say. But that's, it's a lot of pressure. And I think the added pressure causes you to yo-yo a little bit, Uh but I know I never had like an issue with my weight, okay. but it's always been in my mind because it's my livelihood. Mm -hmm. And I know when I feel good versus when I don't. And I will say the last like four months, I've probably felt like I'm in the best shape of my life. I decided to do the whole 30 like oh. the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah. And I loved it so much that I've just been continuing to do it with the exception of I'll, I'll have alcohol now. But in terms of food, yeah. I'm still on whole 30 and I'm like super strong, super lean. So can you like cliff note it for us? Cause I don't, we've had uh eat cute, a nutritionist mm-hmm. on here and she's talked a little bit about it, but I'm not yeah. that familiar with it. So can you tell, it's basically kind of like if you can't pick it, kill it or grow it, you can't eat it. Oh, <laughs> so got like, it. you can do meats, fish. Um, no, it's basically like no sugar, dairy, soy, legumes, um, gluten, 
all the things that we love. And Can sugar I ask you is in everything. Everything. Yeah. When I started reading labels, I was like, oh what? my God, there's sugar in everything. Yeah. But it's unbelievable how much better I feel. Like just my gut feels so much better. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. <laughs> You're like dumb on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to do that for the next 40 minutes, Jacqueline. Um, I... I had to take headshots last week. Yeah. So like a week prior, which is wrong. If anyone's like getting married and wants to look good in pictures or like has a prom or an event mm-hmm. or anything coming up, I feel like you need to like two weeks out. Yeah, you do start need two weeks. Because sure. I 100% shot myself in the foot. I Everything started coming up because I Ooh. cut out the dairy, the sugar. Oh, yeah. I stopped drinking. Yeah. But literally night before headshots, also I made the mistake of getting a cryo facial and like getting things day before oh, yeah, the day before don't yeah, do I that know. the rest i know period, better than that yeah. <laughs> yeah no but i was like i had like a sinus thing and i thought my whole face was bloated so i was like this will make it tight didn't make it tight yeah um i was bright red everything was coming up and i didn't feel like myself yeah. like but i guess that's like the detox like everything that's what happens coming up did that happen for you i noticed the most change in the second and third week got it so yeah I think that's yeah because your body you're you're like changing so much yeah so the body just responds totally and then you don't know how it's going to respond and then it gets used to it so yeah I was like I, I should have just kept doing everything thing. I was doing <laughs> exactly. and I would have looked like myself <laughs> in these pictures I know like now I feel like oh I'd be cute now to take right, pictures I know. and headshots are always so stressful sometimes don't even get me started don't it's that's a whole nother podcast um (laughs) so I want to know what made you decide LA instead of New York after school yeah um so when I was in school there was a dance convention you know that there's tons of conventions out right now but there was one that was coming through Dallas and friends of mine were like hey let's drive down to Dallas and go to this dance convention I was like yeah cool I'm always down and we went and it was an LA based convention and at the convention they gave me a scholarship for Edge Performing Arts Center for three months I could take unlimited classes and then you'd be in this big performance after and I was like what am I going to do in LA I had no idea that there was a dance industry in LA I just thought if you were a dancer you were either a ballerina or you were on Broadway yeah and so I took the scholarship I came out to LA for a summer and I was like this place is amazing like my cousin lived here at the time um, and she hooked me up with one of her neighbors. Let, they let me rent out a guest room. That's and cool. so I would just go and take class at the studio all day every day. I met a bunch of people. I did this performance and funny enough when I was doing my performance a guy came up to me and he's like, Rachel, he's like, do you remember me? I was the manager at Steps on Broadway. And I was like, yes. And he's like, I'm now an agent in LA. And I was like, no way. And so he's like, when you're ready to move out to LA, just call me and we'll, I'll, I'll sign you. And so I just loved the, I just love the quality of life here. Okay. You know what I mean? And I just love the, the weather and the people. And I had a network of people. And I also thought to myself, New York is so expensive mm. that if I'm going to pursue something and try something, I don't want to do it in a city where I'm going to like really, really struggle. Like, like financially. Treading just water like, yeah. the whole time. So um, I came out here for two summers in a row. And the middle of my junior year, I was just so unhappy in school Mm -hmm. and I was already getting offers to work here in LA and my father had passed away my freshman year of college and I was just like, I'm not happy. And my brother Adam was like, well, if you're not happy, do something about it. Like, what can you change that would make you happy? And I was like, I I, want to leave school. Mm -hmm. And so he was like, sorry about that. My phone went off. 
I was like, I want to leave school. So he was just like, well, then leave. And I, I, you know, I called my mom and I was like, I think I'm going to leave school. And she's just like, okay, well, if you do, then I'll emotionally support you. But you're, you're in the real world. So you're financially like completely on your own, which she didn't, I mean, she paid for my tuition. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, she paid for my housing when I was in school. Mm -hmm. I also worked and everything and I paid my bills, but she's now a single mom with three kids. You know what I mean? So it was like, I get it when she's like, you're on your own. Yeah. Don't call me for anything unless you're like really in an emergency. <laughs> unless you're homeless yeah. and about and to like get on the pole. Totally. Don't call me. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> and my mom's like, she worked four jobs my whole life. Like my brothers went to private boarding schools. Like she just, mm-hmm. I have no idea how she did what she did to provide for her kids. What's so. your background? Like where did that, you know, hustle come from? Well, her mom passed away when she was young, Mm. when she was like nine and she became like the woman of the house at a very young age. She kind of took Mm. care of her sister and she's just always had that fighter mentality. Mm. You say something to my mom that you can't do something, she'll go and prove you wrong. And so I think she just, she's literally like one of the most selfless people I know. If like and, and the thing about her is like, she's like, okay, I've got three kids. I give to you all equally. If I do something for him, I'm doing it for the other two. So she worked at my dance studio as a receptionist so that I could dance and we could afford to, for me to take class. She worked at a jewelry store so my brothers could go to private school. She also made her own jewelry and sold it on the weekend so that I could compete because competition was so expensive. And she was a school teacher. So like, oh she did that She's every like day. She's like a Barbie doll with like yeah, 18 jobs. It's crazy. She it's just really, put really on the crazy. costume and yeah. just went to the next one. I'm like, one. were you on autopilot? Yeah. She's like, yeah, the whole 15 years was a blur. But like, that's why she's chilling crazy. on the beach now. Yeah, she's that's like, why I'm like, mom, live your life. Like the other day she sent me a video. She was at Pink's tour and she sent me like 20 videos. And I'm like, she's there with 10 of her friends. I know now she's like living life. She has a, a beach house and her house. Yeah, she's like, because she earned it. I mean, she works so hard. Yeah. So, um, so you were, I get like, a lot of that from her. For sure. That's yeah. It definitely shows. Um, so you were like, okay, I'm done with school. Yeah. I've left school. Um, I came out here with $2,000 and I thought that would be enough money. Oh my God. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) But kind of like back in 2003, that kind of was enough. Yeah. I don't know how I lived on what I lived on back then versus my lifestyle now. We were talking when Rachel got here about how everything's getting more and more expensive Expensive, out here. Like it's starting to become the uh, New York type prices. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. But back then, I mean, I was, I think Starbucks coffees were like a dollar 40 a day and I would do it. I would have my coffee a day and that would be my treat. But it's like $7. Yeah. It's crazy. Stupid. But, um, yeah, no, I came out here and I kind of was like, okay, if I gave up a college degree, then I'm going to give myself a year and I'm going to see how it goes. But I promised myself I would only make a living in my craft. So I, and I don't, shit on anybody that works because Mm -hmm. there is so I mean I'm like one of the hardest working people you'll ever meet but it's also um I didn't want to be distracted by Mm -hmm. um something that wasn't in my field that would take me away from being able to go to auditions or being available to do the job so and it also lit a fire under my ass to be like when I go to these auditions I was like I have to book these because my rent depends on it or something so I always wonder about this yeah because I think there's a fine line to walk in the auditions because Partly, whether it's an audition or a job interview, I mean, mm-hmm. we have listeners that aren't dancers yeah. or actors. Yeah. Like, I almost feel like sometimes you white knuckle it because you need it to survive. So yeah. And people are like, no, you have to go in like you don't care. I know. It's so hard to manage that. <laughs> it's like, how do you know? But 
I don't know. I mean, do you listen, think your like talent and just confidence got you I through it? I think confidence it? has a lot to do with it. And like true confidence, mm. not the one that you put on. It's like, I got this. Cause there's plenty of people Ugh. that are like that. And we've, I've been like that myself too. When I really go into a room and I'm like, no, I don't got this, but I'm like faking it. You mm. know what I mean? But I don't know. I mean, I trained so hard and so like diligently as it, as a kid and into my teens that I knew that like all of that work was preparing me for what was to come. So I just, I mean, the first year I was out here, it was a little rough. I only booked a couple of jobs Okay, and I had $6 and 86 cents in my account and my rent was due the next day Oof. when I booked my tour. But I literally, Which tour? it was Cheyenne. Cheyenne, he's a Latin artist. Yeah. And I remember calling Jason and being like, I need rent money. And he was like, he was modeling in Europe and he was like, I don't have any money for you. I, I like called my other brother and he was also, um, in San Francisco and like, you know, we were all struggling kids and I was like, I can't call my mom. So I really need to get this tour. Yeah. And I went and there was probably like 400 girls at the audition. They were hiring two and they hired myself and my roommate at the time. Yeah. And so I called my agent and I was like, I need an advance because I can't, I need to like pay my bills. So can you advance me the rehearsal money? And, um, and so after that tour, that's when my career took off. Cause really? the, yeah, the choreographer for that tour brought in a lot of working choreographers to watch our rehearsal when we were finished putting the tour together. Mm-hmm. And then I started auditioning for those choreographers when I got off the tour and they were like, haven't I seen you dance before? You know, you know, and so then I started building my relationships and it just skyrocketed from there pretty much. So basically it takes like... <laughs> Lady Gaga, one person yeah. to give you a chance. That's kind of, I mean, Nancy O'Mara gave me my first tour and she's the one that introduced me to a lot of the incredible choreographers like Marguerite Derricks that I've worked with so many times and she's got like a million Emmys and she's, you know, mm. an incredible choreographer. So I, I feel like it does take just a couple of people to take a chance on you, mm-hmm. you know, cause everybody's talented out here. Oh my God. There's so much talent it's and there's insane. so much stuff that's not, that's, you know, can get filtered out. Yeah. But, and I have this conversation with a lot of young dancers coming up too, and they're frustrated and they just, you know, and I'm like, you're doing everything right. It's just, you gotta be patient. It's, it's gotta timing. be the right job and it's the right time and preparation. Yeah. yeah. And but you gotta like believe it in yourself. Like there was never a part of me that was like, well, this isn't going to work out. Because I remember, not immediate family, but some family members would be like, well, what are you going to do? Like, I know you, like, what are you going to do if that doesn't work out? And I was like, what do you mean if it doesn't work out? Like, I said I was going to be a professional dancer. That's what I've been training as. Like, like the notion of it not working out for me truly never crossed my mind. Okay. So I think that is part of what has helped me. And I think as I, you know, parlay my dance into my acting... I know, like, I just, I don't know. There's, there's a feeling that you have to have in yourself where you're like, I know I'm going to be good. And I don't know. I can't describe it. I remember. Do you feel like, do you feel like that? I do. And that's why I'm still here. Yeah, totally. Um, I remember having a talk, (laughs) staring at the ocean with my dad and basically the whole family one by one. (laughs) It was a few summers ago. I don't know what I was projecting or putting out there that made every single person like sit me down and be like, what are you doing with your life? (laughs) (laughs) It was one of those talks. Yeah. It was like, can you be a real estate agent? Nothing against real Mm -hmm. estate, but like I've been training my entire life for this. Mm -hmm. And I remember just looking out and being like, dad, just, I need one more year of just like not financial support, but just like of you guys, not of everyone, not giving up on me or not having this talk with me every month 
you know yeah. and there are ups and downs but it is so many I think there is an inner voice that it doesn't matter what career you're in that you really have to listen to and you have to listen to your in- instincts yeah and I think that's probably what you did I think it's so important because like if I listened to what other people said to me or about me I would have packed my bags a long time ago mm-hmm. like when I came out here my agent was like well uh you're never going to dance for an artist because you're too tall and this was back in the day when Britney was big and Christina and they're, you know, they're shorter they're and I'm five, pain. eight. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, I was like, uh, what do you mean? Not going to dance for an artist. And then every artist I've danced <laughs> for is five, seven or taller. You know what I mean? So, or like, I remember one of my agents at the time was like, you're just not pretty enough. And I was like, what does that have to do with my acting skills? Yeah. He's like, well, there's, and he literally was like, well, there's certain shows I just can't submit you on because you're not pretty enough to no, be you're on not that a network. good agent and I was like no that's your excuse for not being able to do your job mm-hmm. but back then you know you're kind of like what do you mean am I not pretty like so I think it's so important for people coming up and even even people our age that are just battling whatever we're battling I think it's so important to just like have that self-love for yourself mm-hmm. and that acknowledgement of yourself and that belief in yourself and I love feedback I really welcome it. I want somebody to tell me, hey, this is a little off and you need to work on this, Mm -hmm. right? And constructive criticism. But I think there's a fine line that you have to be able to censor and and filter certain things out that aren't going to serve you and that has nothing to do with you, but is more a projection on somebody of somebody else's lack of, you know? So I think it's just important to like, to your point of like, just following your heart and your passion Mm -hmm. and trusting in that and not letting outside voices dictate you know the direction that you go in how do you stay on the right track like what do you do to decompress or did you go out a lot obviously you didn't get caught up in like the Mm -mm. club scene because that was huge huge. back in that day yeah especially when you're on tour with major artists oh my god everything's available yeah everything yeah so what do you do Um, I enjoy my life for Mm -hmm. sure, but I never grew up with money. And so the idea of scarcity is something I battle with a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so I never wanted to blow my money and I never wanted to get so out of control that I look at my life and I've thrown everything away. Mm -hmm. So I've invested all my money after all my tours. I put it away. I don't spend it. It's invested for my future because I just know the value of, of, of money and I don't want to like, you know, blow it off. At the same time, I still enjoy myself and I still try to just keep a good head on my shoulders because I know that like, it's not just my life that I'm living, but I'm also a teacher Mm -hmm. and I have a responsibility to the younger generation to be an example. And, um, and I just want to, you know, I want to make the best of the time that I have here and of my life. And I'm always kind of thinking, like, how can I level up and what can I be doing better? And so a lot of things I do is I, I write in a gratitude journal every single morning. To, I'm so thankful for, like, the smallest thing, like the sunlight coming in my room to, like, the biggest thing I have going on that day. Or if I'm stuck or having a bad moment, I go on a hike and I just get in nature. That's really helpful too sometimes. Mm -hmm. But to be honest, like this industry is like so difficult sometimes that I just have to like police my brain and just keep my eye on my overall vision because it's hard. I mean, I love the craft, but the business is so tough and it's an unapologetic industry. 
they don't teach you or maybe they do now but in college like i you know had a bachelor of fine arts and yeah. drama yeah which is funny um drama. <laughs> <laughs> i am certified in drama yeah. um but we didn't learn business yeah sides of so it. important this way it's show business yeah, yeah. it's insane mm-hmm. um and I love that you are a teacher. You do seem so perfect. Like, do you ever have freak out moments or like, <laughs> tell us um, how you're actually you know what's like really a normal funny? person. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we're going to get really personal. I love it. Um, I actually had a somewhat of a breakdown a year ago. Exactly. Almost. Oh my gosh. Pretty okay. much a year ago. Yeah. I was last year. I was like, um, you know, I don't know. It was like, I, I didn't have representation. Yeah. And what? yeah, I didn't have, I had, I've always had like commercial print dance, you know, representation, but in terms of theatrical, I always struggled with finding somebody that was like believing in me, mm-hmm. you know, some, some agents would be like, well, you're only going to hit this capacity. You're only capable of this that, and the other thing. And I'm like, I know my skill. I'm a very skilled, strong actress, and mm-hmm. I'm finally confident with saying that. Yeah. And I think it's important for actors, you know, just because the resume may not reflect that doesn't have anything to do with your skill or your talent. No. And I think if you just keep putting that work in, um, good things happen to good, hardworking people. But um, yeah, like a year ago, I didn't, I didn't have a, a manager. I had a kind of a so-so agent, and I was just like, you know, I would say to my brother, I'm like, I just need somebody to give me a shot. Like, just give me a shot, and I'll deliver. You know, mm-hmm. but being in your mid thirties is really hard to give somebody a shot. And although I have a resume that like is extensive, I'm looking at it right it's now. As a, you know, it's you, exhausting. Yeah, I don't know long, how you did all of it's this. Long, it's like it's one. insane. But yeah, I don't know. For, it's it's so interesting. I had one agent be like, "Well, you're ethnic, and that's not really in." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> this was like two years ago. You know, now look at us. Everything's ethnic. Oh but, my god. But um, yeah, I remember struggling with that, and I was 35 single and I remember joking to myself of being like if I'm 35 and still single I'm gonna freeze my eggs Mm -hmm. and it was like a joke and then 35 came and I was quickly approaching 36 and I was still single and I was like I think I need to freeze my eggs because I just I wasn't having luck dating and that was you know a scary thing for me. Mm -hmm. And so it was the combination of not feeling like where I was in my career and feeling like I was like, I can't believe I got to freeze my eggs. Like, why do I have to do this? Why don't I have a partner? You know what I mean? It was just like, I was on my hands and knees, like breakdown central. Yeah. And, uh, and then I got over it like within a day or two and I just made the decision that I was like, I get to do this. Like I get to take control of my life and my future and it doesn't have to depend on a man. It doesn't have to depend on a relationship. If I can see children from my life, I want to prepare myself for that. So, um, actually today marks exactly a year from the time I started my hormones with (gasps) with freezing my eggs. It was the most like liberating thing I ever did. And then I was chatting with a girlfriend of mine and I was just like expressing to her, I was like, how do I best communicate to my agent the things that I want to do? Because she was a manager at the time, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, coming from your perspective, how do I best communicate to my agent my goals to where we really create a dynamic and we listen? And she's like, let me set you up with a meeting with a friend of mine. He's a manager. Set me up with a meeting and he's been managing me all year and he is like the biggest blessing in my life. Like I can't, I'm so thankful for him. Every day I'm like, thank you, thank you, because he believes in me and he's just, he gives me such great opportunities and my career is totally shifted. Really? We have, yeah, yeah. He's just the best. Like, I hope he never goes anywhere because he's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm a believer, Rach. I'm like, thank God. Oh my God. Finally. Yeah. 
Speaking yeah. of love, you posted something right before Valentine's Day. Oh. And oh, it yeah. was all about love. And you listed L-O-V-E. And then mm-hmm. you wrote what it's about, listening, staying open, vulnerability, and experience. Yeah. So are you in love right now? What's no, happening? Or do I'm you have any advice? Single. <laughs> Still. Hey, meatballs. Um, <laughs> single guys out there. This goddess is sitting in front of me. Whatever. <laughs> DM me. It's fine. I know. DM me. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I have to filter for you. Yeah. I'm going to send you <laughs> yeah, to your exactly. brothers and then we'll we'll see what happens. I get a lot of interesting DMs, <laughs> let me tell you. But A for effort. I always I always. Hey, say I met my boyfriend through Did a you? DM. Yeah. Hey, listen, I'm not opposed to it. No. Um, I've been on the other end for sure. Yeah. But I don't know. I've had great relationships in the past. I've dated awesome guys okay. that like so loving, so respectful. We ended things like I, I still share a dog with I, with my ex. We were together for seven years. We've been sharing the dog for six years. He's wow. he's great, right? But I don't know. I mean, I would love to meet somebody. Mm. I find that LA is a little difficult. The thing that I don't have time for really mm-hmm. is the lack of follow through. Yeah, the lack of like, hey, let's do this, and then you don't hear from somebody. Because mm-hmm. in my opinion. Or the way I do things is like your word is everything. Mm-hmm. If it, I'm the type that it's like if we talk on Sunday and we're like, let's grab lunch on Wednesday, chances are Tuesday I'm going to be like, tomorrow still work for you. Where do you want to go? Yeah. Like I follow through. I don't think I think people just talk so much and there's no meaning behind what they're saying. And so I get a lot of guys that are like, let's grab a drink. Let's do this. I'm like, sure. What day works for you? And then like crickets. That's it. Yeah. It's crazy to me. So I don't know. But um it's so funny because they were talking about The Bachelor today. Oh, on... God. Did you watch last night's episode? I just saw the clip of him jumping the Over fence. The fence. Yeah. <laughs> he jumped the fence. It's like the thing. Oh, yeah. And he played yeah. football. Yeah. You know? What's your jersey adjacent? Um, totally. <laughs> he jumped it really well. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that was like scripted for him to do. I, I loved oh, how dramatic. The episode. It, oh, I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wait, can you like, because the debate, I was listening to Ryan Seacrest okay. this morning when I was driving to teach and... The girls were asking Ryan, they were like, is it like a hard to get thing? Like, do you like Colton jumped the fence because she was like, I'm out. I can't do this. Like, would that intrigue you? And Ryan's response was maybe 10 years ago. Yeah. But I'm tired. Exactly. I'm busy. You know, I don't like what a turn on is, is when somebody shows you that they're interested and there isn't they aren't afraid to be aggressive in in a certain way, in a respectful way. Yeah. Like, but the, the whole game thing, like, I don't even I don't even know how to play it. Like I, w- I'm stupid when it comes to that. Like I wouldn't even know how to manipulate a situation or play a game or like play hard to get. I'm just kind of like, yeah, I'm into you. Like let's. let's I'm do just this. so straightforward. <laughs> or even if I'm not, like if I've been out on a couple dates with some guys and they, I feel like they're wanting to, you know, continue on, mm-hmm. and I'm not feeling it. I'm so upfront and honest. I'm like, I have a great time, but I just don't feel a connection or whatever. Whatever the truth is with mm-hmm. that person. I'm very open and communicative because I think it, I think that's so important yeah. because what I find too is like a lot of people are dating and then, and I've been out in this situation where you go out with a guy for, you know, four or five dates, it's, you're consistently talking and then all of a sudden you don't hear from them and you're like, well, what happened there? And it's totally fine if you're not interested anymore or if something comes up or if you're dealing with stuff in your own life and you don't have time for this, but just communicate that because there's somebody on the other end who is the, the, on the lowest receiving of end. lows yeah we're being ghosted yeah it's, it's like come on we don't have time I, for that it's like the feel i it's my i remember and it's crazy looking back yeah i was talking to courtney sherman who's a comic last night about this how if you look back like 
a year ago, five years ago, I like we all have certain things that we like always wished we had, and yeah. now we're like, oh, I wish I had that. Like, yeah, I feel totally. like we're like never happy. Yes. Um, and I look like I'm in a relationship now, but now I'm like, oh, career, 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 like mm-hmm. all this stuff, which mm-hmm. is whatever. But I remember like being on set, being the host of a show, like yeah. this, like having all these cool things happen. And the entire time I couldn't enjoy it because a guy had ghosted me Ugh. and I was so just like torn apart, yeah. like, like in the thick of it. And it's always like fifth or sixth, and you never mm-hmm. find out why or, you know. And oh, I ask. I, sometimes I do. they don't respond though. Oh, I, there's a couple where I've been like, hey. Like, totally feel that you're pulling back and it's totally fine. But just for me to know for the future, because sometimes I'm like, did I do or say something to that I may not be aware of? Mm-hmm. And that's why I mean, like, I'm open to feedback if there's something because dating is a little tricky. And as a strong female, sometimes that can be a turnoff. You yeah. Know, if you come on too aggressive or too, some guys love it. You know, it's just, um, but I've just known to be like, I just have to be myself and whoever that resonates with, it's going to resonate. I with. love I, that. Yeah. It's like, it's like if, if I'm too much for you, cool. If I'm, you know what I mean? But I think, yeah, I've actually asked a few guys and they've been like, Rachel, you're great. I just don't think I'm ready for you. Really? You know? And I'm like, yeah. okay, cool. No, great. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and we're friends and like, like I want to put a ring on it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) For real. You know what's so funny is my girlfriend's like, she'll look at me and she'll be like, I just don't get it. And I'm like, I honestly can't listen to you say that because I don't get it either. (laughs) You just haven't met him yet. That's what I think. Yeah. And that's the thing too. It's like, I mean, for me, it's like if I get ghosted or it's so funny, I was like reading something there's this new thing called curving have you heard of that it's, no. cur- it's when somebody like doesn't fully drop off but like the bread the like bread crumbs yeah it's like well a call here a text there and for me i'm just like don't don't bother don't like don't bother. even waste your time Leave me alone. it's fine because i don't i genuinely and here's the thing too is like social media dating apps have made it just a little difficult for people to like uh focus on one person stay focused yeah and i'm not saying you need to be committed to one person Mm -hmm. but if you meet somebody and you're dating them or you're taking them out just take that one person out for a little bit to see if like you vibe well to see if there's a chemistry and a connection and if it is great and if it not then you move move on. on but if you're also like dating multiple people aka the bachelor how can you really like focus and see if you're really invested in somebody and also like if I'm going to give my time to somebody, I don't have a lot of time, but the time that I do give, I don't want to know that that person's giving their time to like several other people. So that's just a little, but we, you know, we are in our thirties and we're dating and I get that that's how the things go, but it's just, I don't know. It's tricky, but I'm hopeful still. I mean, I, I freaking love love. I think it's amazing. And I just, you look like love right now. I know. I'm in my red coat. (laughs) She's in her shiny red coat. I'm in my red glass. (laughs) I'm like, if I'm still like, haven't met the one yet, then that's so exciting. I know. Well, it really is. Exactly. No, I think that's definitely it. Wait. So who do you think is going to be the one for Colton? Is that his name? I don't, I, okay. This is my prediction. Okay. Okay. And I could be totally off, but I think he really loved Cassie. Is that the one he jumped over the yeah, fence sorry, for? I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it away. I know you haven't watched it yet. No, it's fine. I, I assumed okay. she. So she left. She took herself home. Okay. And I think he. I think he wants it to be her. I think he's like so in love with her. I wouldn't be surprised if he went back to fight for her. Yeah. And was just like, if it's not you, then it, it's okay if it's nobody. Because he made it yeah. very clear last night that uh-huh. he was. 
he wanted it to be her at the end of it and i'm just like if if i was one of those other girls watching that episode i'd be like well clearly i was the second choice so i don't know how i feel about that it would, but i would hate that yeah i would not want that yeah yeah <laughs> so you are so empowering to so many women um and i want to get into really quickly or that depends on how much just Sorry, Snap I have talked fingers. so much. So no, I love it. I have all the time in the world. This is, okay, great. So yeah, let me know when you're like, I gotta go. Um, I want to know where the Dancer's Edge came from because you were oh, touring, yeah. you were just slaying through halftime shows and doing <laughs> all the things. I want to know where that like came about and how you started that. Yeah, so that started like my ex-boyfriend is an entrepreneur. He owned several businesses. He was very successful. And I remember visiting him in Denmark and he was just like, had this great lifestyle that he was in control over. Mm -hmm. He's Danish and you know, he was doing that. And I was kind of like, well, I love performing and I love being a dancer and an actress. But what I don't like is that my future and my income is dictated by somebody else. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be able to like take control in the ways that I was seeing him take control. And so on the plane ride home from Denmark, I was like, oh, I've been asking, you know, I've been asked to go and teach at several studios and I'm always like flying in and flying out. And I don't have a lot of time with the kids to really connect and create that relationship and Mm -hmm. really mentor them. And so I was like, well, I love the convention circuit, but why not bring that into a studio and make it more personable? And so um, on the plane ride home, I kind of like drafted up this whole treatment and idea. And so that's how it started. And it's basically like, I, you know, we travel. I have a faculty that works for me and we travel across uh, the country and we go into studios and we host like two-day workshops and they get they get to take class from master teachers and we get mm-hmm. to sit down and have Q&As with the parents and the, and the teachers and the kids and they get to ask like, how do you transition into college or into scholarship programs? programs or into the professional world because I mean I was 15 when I was in New York and kind of learning the ropes through the older dancers but you don't know what you don't know unless somebody teaches you Mm -hmm. and a lot of dancers come out and they make a lot of mistakes and I think part of making those mistakes is learning you know and part of your journey but I also think if you can kind of get some advice to not make some of those mistakes it'll save you some time it'll save you some money some energy you know so um, I have just my friends. My friends are on the faculty. They're amazing, amazing dancers. Because I always and... wonder, like, how you start. Like, did you literally just reach out to certain dancer friends and was like, hey, I have this pitch, this idea. Like, yeah. did you have to get investors? Like, how did that ball No, I just, rolling? I was like talking to one of my girlfriends who's a great teacher. And I was like, I have this idea to do this. And it's not reinventing the wheel by any means because a lot of people are going in and doing workshops. But I kind of want to do my own thing. Would you want to teach? She's like, yeah, of course. Her husband, who I've known for a while, he wanted to teach as well. And so the faculty sort of built because I would go to these studios and some studios that I would go to repeatedly Mm -hmm. they would be like can we bring a different set of faculty in for the next time so I would then reach out to teachers that I've danced with that I know have like an extensive resume for everything from touring to film and tv to broadway to music video so they really have knowledge to pull from because I think you have to be experienced in the industry to be able to really teach and give that information. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not opposed to like the younger teachers coming up, but everybody that works on, you know, with my company, with my faculty, we're, we've been in the industry for over 10 years mm-hmm. and we've got a lot of knowledge that we're bringing to the kids. So, um, so yeah, I do that and it's fun and I get to like 
run it myself and that's so cool yeah i hire somebody to do a lot of outreach and things like that and Mm -hmm. handle the social media but um i do that and then i travel with energy dance project which is its own convention we travel around touring yeah. right now aren't you like we do weekends and so they have oh, okay. yeah that's they why have, you're here yeah. to do this yeah. i was like wait <laughs> is she even gonna be in la yeah <laughs> they have like i think like 16 or 17 weekends um throughout the year and i go to about nine of them so i go to about half which is perfect because i was like i don't want to be gone every weekend mm-hmm. but it's a nice um balance and i love them they're so fantastic the faculty's amazing. The energy is incredible that they create. And the kids that come and take class, are they're awesome. That's so, so cool. Yeah. You get to travel. I know. Speaking of kids, you just did Read Across America. I did. With Kids in Compton. Can you tell so the meatballs fun. about that? Because I always, I think it's really important. Have you ever done it? No. I can and set I, you up with a guy. I would. You did yeah. it with Brian Thomas Smith, right? He did. Um, or was he at a different He was thing? at another school. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I saw. I think you guys posted at the same time and it was yeah, both in Compton. Yeah, because I posted and he was and, like, I'm about to go to another yeah. school. I was like, ah! Um, and I think it's always really important to work with kids because that's yeah. the generation that's coming up. That's who needs, you know, the most help and incur- Well, we all need help. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but I, can you tell the meatballs about Read Across America and yeah. how to get involved? Yeah. So uh, this guy, Gary, reached out to me a couple of months ago. Funny enough, his daughter's like a huge fan of the Mass Singer, so he was. That's how we got connected. Really? Yeah. And um, it's so fun. You kind of go in, and they have somebody that gives you a little tour and brings you to all the classrooms. So mm-hmm. I went to third grade, a couple of third grade classes, a couple of fifth grade classes, and then I got into the eighth graders. By the time I got to the eighth graders, I was like, Oh man, it's a tough, it's a tough age. Eighth grade's so tough. It's tough. The not teacher, in high school yet. They, yeah, they're so cool. Totally. The teacher was like a saint. She was amazing. Ugh. I was like, I was like, you're amazing. And she goes, pray for me. <laughs> like, but the kids were so great. And, um, it's, they do it, they do it once a year and oh, it's okay. nationwide and I it's on Dr. That. Seuss's birthday. So you all, you go into a room, they have a bunch of Dr. Seuss books. You pick whichever book you want and then you go around and you read that book to the kids. And so you get like 15 minutes in each, in each class. Mm-hmm. And so I read through the book and then they asked questions I, I taught a couple of them some dance moves like a couple of classes I was like let's stand up and stretch and I taught them some dance moves and stuff so they're so sweet I know we, um, I do Habitat for Humanity sometimes oh, in New yeah. Orleans and there's a charter school that we work with yeah and I think I saw that you said that you painted that yep, school, the school at one yep, point and yep a couple of guys and gals yeah that, we yeah. like kind of did this where we worked with a certain school and That's did so great different things each time and mm-hmm. I remember being outside on the playground with a bunch of the girls in New Orleans and teaching them like dance moves and so fun. I, I mean, isn't it so amazing to watch kids yeah. just do them like just I know you know perform and it's do so all that. Great, and it's like I went to a performing arts high school, mm. and like it was a it was kind of a rough area. Mm-hmm. A lot of kids from projects, a lot of underprivileged kids were in my school, and I literally saw. So they offered dance, theater, music, and art. And you would see people's lives transform mm-hmm. through the arts. And you would see girls that would not have any self-esteem finally have something that they believe in and believe in themselves and you know keep their grades up and work really well. So I don't know. I just think that the arts are so important at that young age, especially when kids aren't given the opportunities or their families might not have the finances to provide them with those types of outlets that they're provided in the school. I don't know. I literally, I'm like, I literally have seen lives change because of it Mm -hmm. and hope, you know? So I think it's great. Do you have any women besides your mom and your uh, teacher dance wise Mm -hmm. that since 
going to be International Women's Day in a few days, yeah. um, that really inspired you or you look up to dance-wise that are in the industry now or just people you know? There was uh, Tina Landon was a huge inspiration for me. She was one of Janet's I was dancers just say, and choreographers. She, yeah, that's what love goes. She was like yeah. a brunette. Yeah, isn't she the best? What's she doing now? She's still choreographing. <gasps> Does she like work at a studio? Uh, I don't think it's there anymore. Never mind. Keep going. She's she like I saw her on stage dancing with Janet, and I was like, that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And then, funny enough, that scholarship that I had when I was here at Edge Performing Arts Center, and we had a performance, she came in and choreographed the performance. And I was like, Dead. oh my god. And then, <laughs> she hired me for Rihanna's tour. And that was like full circle moment. I was like, Tina, I idolize you. And she's... That's so cool. I know. I just love her and what she does for the dance industry. She was a big inspiration. But to be honest with you, like a lot of a lot of my peers and a lot of my friends, they really inspire me. I have like mm-hmm. some incredible girlfriends that are now transitioning and becoming teachers or becoming entrepreneurs. And I just like like two of my girlfriends, Kim and Liana, that I just had lunch with. We just you know brainstorm ideas and talk about stuff and what they have going on is so inspiring. And yeah, I, th- I just think if you surround yourself with good people, you're on the right track. I love that. Yeah. 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 Inspire and inspiring people around you and people that are really just focused and killing it. I yeah. feel like inspires you. Mm-hmm. Totally. That type of energy is like so contagious. I love that. Um, do you want to pimp out Niner Echo Foxtrot at all? Is that a movie? Oh, that's a short <laughs> film that <laughs> I just did. did. I feel like it was just in festivals. It was. And, it was at the Mammoth Film Festival. Yeah. Oh man. Cause I want to tell you, you're an actress too. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. That's really where I want my that's really where the the goal is yeah and but the cool thing about that is it's about airplanes like what did you do yeah so it's crazy (laughs) so the the director his name is henry he he comes from a family of pilots right his Mm -hmm. dad was a big pilot he's a pilot himself and um yeah i auditioned and and you know they were like are you okay with flying and i'm like sure i'm fine with flying but then it's like as the process really revealed itself it was aerobatic flying and it was you know the woman oh, so it's this crazy story the woman who owned the airplane is a friend of the directors uh-huh. and um she let us use her plane and yeah we, we went up there and we we flew and we did the whole thing and it, i like i've seen the film and it's so incredible the shots that they got we we were flying all over like Malibu and the desert and stuff like that and it's just like it was a passion project of his but like you know sometimes when you shoot projects you're like this is gonna be amazing and then you look at it and you're like what happened there or like this is gonna be terrible and then you look at it and you're like this is incredible like yeah. the outcome is incredible and when we were shooting it was like we didn't know you know I mean I certainly didn't know and then the finished product is so stunning it's just incredible and I got to fly in one of those airplanes and that's insane do some- were you scared yes I was scared I called my manager and I was like I don't think this job is for me he's like Rachel what you're doing is like so <laughs> basic for these people it's like a walk in the park you're, you're gonna be fine okay and I'm like thinking to myself because I'm not about to go down no and, you, know, you know what I no. mean <laughs> you're yeah. like I've worked too hard yeah. I've danced with Katy Perry and Left Shark yeah <laughs> stop (laughs) and yeah we had like basically one they put the camera in between my legs on the bottom of the plane we had one take to just like shoot everything oh my god saying all the lines through like walkie talkies and everything yeah it was pretty gnarly so to see i can't wait to see this yeah it's pretty crazy how can people see it um i think it's well it's in the festival circuit right now so we can't 
you know, have it for the public, but okay. hopefully I'll have a link up on my website or something. Amazing. Soon. Yeah. And what are you, have you danced on Broadway yet? What's going no, on? No, I haven't. Is that still a goal or are you kind of over I would love to be it? on Broadway as an actress in a play. Okay. Yeah. I, I love, love that. That. Yeah. We're putting that out into the universe. Into the universe. I love acting. I don't know. It's crazy. My love for dance shifted into acting. I still love dance, but as a teacher, my relationship with it has changed. Mm-hmm. But I just love acting so much. It's crazy. Um, you have an amazing social media. And oh, thanks. you know how some people post inspirational quotes every day and you're like, Ugh. Yours is not like that. I was like, I hope I'm not like that. <laughs> no. Because everybody can get a little annoying at sometimes. But you you're know? not. So I definitely recommend, can you pimp yourself out and tell everyone where they can find you social media wise? Yes. Rachel Markarian is my Instagram, but Rachel is spelled R-A-C-H-A-E-L. Mm-hmm. And uh, I never go on Twitter anymore. So that's probably not going to happen. Yeah. And then my website is just rachelmarkarian.net. Yeah, yeah, because I I find because I, I feel like a fan. I feel like a fan girl right now, oh, and so you guys probably are too after listening to this. But I there's so many things you post mm-hmm. that are inspiring, that are amazing, and the pictures that you have also. Oh, thank you. You do so many amazing photo shoots. I was just I was just in the desert with my friend Nick Onk, and he's an incredible photographer um, in New York. Mm-hmm. And he was doing a piece, Toyota was doing a piece on him, and he was like, "Hey, you know, I'm doing this piece." I need somebody to shoot. You want to come shoot with me? And I was like, sure. And to be able to, for him to shoot me, I was like, oh, thank you for asking me because yeah. he's so incredible. And so we just, it was so windy this weekend to the point where we were like caught in a sandstorm and we're blowing away. Yeah, but away. that picture is phenomenal. Yeah, the pictures are freaking phenomenal. And you literally like, look like How? the female James Bond. Yeah. It's <laughs> oh, insane. The sandstorm? Yeah, yeah the sandstorm picture. You guys check yeah, it out. I know. He's he's an amazing photographer. We just collaborated. We just went out to Joshua Tree for the, for the day and just had some fun shoots. But I like to shoot and I like to shoot with different photographers and I like to feel part of me shooting sometimes is like what is my essence as the woman that I am right now Mm -hmm. and seeing how that comes out in photographs. And it's interesting. I don't know if you feel this way when you look at past photo shoots, but you're like, Oh, I can feel where I was in that phase of my life. Or like, Oh, I feel really like I've grown into myself Mm -hmm. and and into who I am as a woman. So, um, yeah, I just love, and whatever I post, I always am like, I hope it adds value for people. And sometimes it's like, you know, you need to post something as a reminder for yourself too. If you're having a certain day and there's thoughts in mind. Um, I love that. But yeah, I just try to just be like, I hope this brings value to somebody and, Mm. and there's takeaways. And I get a lot of DMS and comments from people that are like, you know, very appreciative of things. You're so open and honest about stuff. Yeah. I try to, I mean, I try to be, I think that's really helpful. And I think you're also going to be an amazing mother someday. (gasps) I'm just putting that out there for you. I mean, they're frozen now, right? They're frozen. They're frozen. (laughs) We had a very successful egg freezing situation. So it's so funny because I talked to my girlfriends and they're like, I never even thought that I should start to do that. And I was like, I didn't either, but it's, it's oh. available. So it's like, and the thing is, is like, I was so embarrassed that I had to do it at first. And I was so almost ashamed. And I was talking to my friend, Emily, and she's like, well, you're going to talk about it. And I was like, I don't know. And she's like, I think a lot of people would mm-hmm. actually be inspired by it. Yeah. So then I started, I was not, you know, 
afraid to open up about it. And I had so many friends that were like, I wish I had done that because I'm now 42 and I want my second baby. and I'm having a hard time. Oh, I or, love when yeah. people open up about IVF struggles yeah. and yeah. everything because I know ever there's always someone going through it. I know. That needs know. to talk about it. And we and... don't talk about that kind of stuff. And that's a real thing. And it's so funny because I'm like, I don't go on dates and I'm not like, are you going to be my baby daddy? I'm just like, <laughs> because I'm like, if it happens, it happens. But I like to prepare. Yeah. You know? So I don't know. I love it. Well, yeah. we are going to play a game yeah before i let you go um playing the field okay i've played this the past few episodes because normally i'm we talk about sports and we Mm -hmm. we compare them to like reality tv storylines and whatnot but like it's kind of like a weird time for sports yeah like there's some stuff going on with like nfl like salary cap i don't know yeah i i don't want to talk about it there's like baseball stuff like something okay rachel is your team the patriots like yes you're, okay <laughs> she's and like the red, ah, sox. Yeah. And the red sox yeah so we're opposites which it's it's fine yeah it's, fine. it's totally fine as i get the boot no. i know <laughs> i'm like so this has been great um no i love friendly competition um the giants still beat you guys in the super bowl whatever um oh yeah i'm new york giants new york yankees um your patriots coach it was so cute when i asked rachel to be on this because she, oh she was like i don't really know about sports i know our coach got in trouble recently that's about it and I was yeah like, i was like yeah. you might want to keep those questions yeah. <laughs> so i thought playing the field would be a fun game for us where we basically draft a fantasy football team of pop stars okay i thought would be fun okay unless there's like other celebrities that you'd rather do or dancers or no whatever yeah. yeah so your team your dream team and i should probably write all these down because okay, so this is them. anybody i could have on yeah. my dream team. and basically this is going to be for all of you that don't really know what the positions kind of mean yeah so we are learning something right now football wise yes. right yes okay first we're going to do head coach so the coach's duties and responsibilities basically are to accomplish the goals of guiding a successful team they oversee everything they need to kind of be a power figure they got they're coming at by players with just all the you know they're dealing with a lot basically um we did this before and we chose andy cohen oprah chris harris and madonna those types oprah just came to mind yeah oprah okay so would oprah but i also feel like bradley cooper comes to mind Oh, wow. From left field, she throws in a Hail Mary Bradley Cooper. I love it. I feel like a lot of other people would love it. I feel like he'd be the good, you know, captain of the ship. Oh, 100%. I feel like he definitely captained that whole Star is Born ship. Oh, my God. So good. Yeah. God, we talked we talked too much about it on the past few podcasts, so I won't make you dive into <laughs> Bradley Cooper land. Um, all right, we're going to move to the offense. Um, okay. Quarterback. A quarterback is powerful. If we're thinking of terms of like pop star or like reality star or celebrity, powerful, prettiest, detail-oriented, well-bred, maybe a class president. They call the shots. They have the best, you know, confessionals on a <laughs> reality TV show. They control the game. They're the field general. They call the plays. J-Lo. Oh, love it. I love that J-Lo. She does deliver. Mm-hmm. Like oh, you yeah. never, when she steps on stage, you're never like, ooh, never what's going to happen? Oh, no, no, no. Like mm-hmm. when she got on that piano at the American, was it the American Music Awards? Uh, she got a bunch yes. of backlash because yes. she was doing the Motown medley. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. She's like hopping up there. She goes for it. I mean, she's about to, like, what is she, about to be 50? She's about right? to be 50. It's insane. Yeah. No. Do you like a, a good J-Rod moment? Are you in it, oh, in it with that couple J-Rod. or are you over it? I'm like, hey, listen, I like everybody to be happy. So, you know, 
<laughs> Rachel does not like J-Rod. Um, <laughs> all right, running back. Okay, the traits of a running back, they're kind of like the jack of all traits. Maybe a fast talker, renaissance woman, girls want a beer, guys want a dater, comedic relief. This player- Katy Perry. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Okay. Comedic relief. That I was love it. Is she funny? She's very funny. Shut up. Oh, she's very funny and goofy. And I yeah. always wonder, because she's kind of cheesy to me. Is she cheesy? No, 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 but she's fun. Like, do you ever watch her on Idol? Um, I just saw a montage of her stuffing her face with a bunch of different things. And I was like, oh, I could get into that. Yeah, she's fun. She's fun. Yeah. Do you have any yeah. good Katy Perry stories? Well, remember how I said she was generous? Uh-huh. Um, oh, my God. So nice of her. But she took all of us. We had one time we had a show in Hong Kong and a show in Singapore. And there was two weeks in between the shows. And she brought us all to Bali for a vacation. Shut the fuck yeah. up. I will not shut the fuck up. Oh I know. God. I was yeah, like, please don't shut the. Wow. Then there'll yeah, be no it, podcast. We were like, what? So we spent like a week in like the rainforest and a week on the coast, and it was like so thoughtful and yeah, <sighs> pretty incredible. If you're ever having a bad day, think about that trip, Rachel. <laughs> exactly. Okay, fullback. A fullback is um, and traits are. I wouldn't say fullbacks that are actually playing football are curvy, but I'm going to go with that Okay, as a characteristic of maybe a pop star or someone you'd put in this position. They're not afraid to throw some shade. They can hang with the cool girls. Um, they might have a record deal or a cabaret act. They give zero fucks. Is it... I want to say Rita Wilson, but that's not her name. Who's who's the one that's in the... Va- who's... Wilson. Connie Britton? No, Wilson. The, the, the blonde British comedian girl. Oh, Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson. <laughs> I yeah. love that. Full back. Did you see? Isn't it romantic? I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. No. I just saw Fighting with My Family the other night. Who's in that? Uh, the Rock is in it. It's about oh, the wrestling yes. family. True story. You should see it. It's, it's actually really good. Is it good? Yeah, it's good. Because I feel like a lot of those can borderline like cheesy. No, it was good. It was good. It's good. Yeah. All right. All right. I like it. Um, all right. Offensive line. Um. And this is going to be like five. You you could even pick three different people, but it's more like okay. a pack. Like it's the offensive line. Um, basically, the offensive line usually is made up of the biggest, strongest players on the team. Um, traits, if we're going to go in like pop star celebrity um, traits, friend of title only lasted one to three seasons on a show. Um, they move a story along. They can definitely fight. They can talk shit. They can gossip, but they're loyal as fuck, but they do follow. That's a lot. Okay. I know. It's so a lot. Do you want to know who we picked? Yeah. So last week we did it with all the different looks of Lady Gaga. Oh. And who offensive line, we did Poker Face Hills Gaga when she was performing on the Hills. Yeah. And then Sound of Music Oscars Gaga. <laughs> That oh, makes sense. that's a good one. And then for the offensive line for my reality show ones, I did Dina Manzo from Real Housewives of New Jersey, Lexi Manzo, Dina Cortese from uh, Jersey Shore, and Snooki. Okay. If that helps. So like friendship pairings, maybe not like the lead, but like someone that you want to just have on your line. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um... <laughs> I'm trying to think of like the reality people that I know. Would you want anyone from The Bachelor on your yeah. line? Okay, who do you want from The Bachelor? Not this season, any season. I like the girl from The Bachelor, Catherine, that um, married Sean. Oh, they have kids now, right? They have kids, and I follow them on Instagram, and they're rad. Like they're very cool. So you just want like Sean and Catherine and yeah, their kids? Yeah, they're just on your so line. funny and like in love, and their kids are great. <laughs> So yeah, that would be. It. I love it. That's amazing. Okay, wide receivers. 
<laughs> Always the peacekeeper. The advice giver. Maybe the mom of the group. Oprah? Very no, wide. Michelle Obama. Mich- ooh, ooh, yes. yes. Wide receiver, Michelle Obama. That's a good That's one. That's a good one. That's a really good one. I feel like you're really confident with that choice. Yes. Um, that. Yeah, you are. Sean, I'm writing down Sean and Catherine. I hope you guys are playing along at home, too. Please send me your fantasy football lists. Um, and then tight end. Um, they could be a supermodel, you know, like maybe they've been to rehab, date an A-lister, <laughs> a bitch, new money, very competitive, could be conniving. This player is basically the hybrid between a receiver and an offensive lineman. Uh, their duties include blocking for both the quarterback and the running backs, um, but they can also run into the field and catch passes. They basically can catch like a receiver, but they have the strength and size to dominate, dominate the line. I know that's a lot. I just Charlize Theron. Oh, yeah. She's such a badass. Oh, my God. I love this. I'm going to send this list to you, by the way. And you're going to be like, look at what I did, brothers. I talked. I talked sports with Jacqueline. (laughs) We have Michelle Obama. (laughs) Do you want to see my team? (laughs) I really want to make these teams happen. Okay. And then kicker. Um, I picked um, for the first time I did it. My kicker was actually Lady Gaga. Okay. Because she's always just like on point. Like the kicker always has to like deliver, you know? Um, so the kicker, um, they also, yeah, no, tell me what came to mind. I'm going to go with Rihanna. Oh yeah. Does she always, cause I she's, feel like she's a, she's on it. She is. Yeah. I always think I'm like, she just knows. Do you smell sex when she walks in the room? <laughs> Isn't she beautiful? Oh my God. That's crazy. I, she's ugh. so confident too. Yeah. She's just such a presence. She's yeah. just always like glossy. Yeah. I feel like, but I like, I love that she just like owns everything does she, she does okay you know when you watch her it's like she's owning it all she's set. yeah i just love oh, yeah god yeah you've touched rihanna it's a big <laughs> deal that's a really big deal have yeah. you ever been starstruck i feel like you've worked with like everyone mm. not really share <laughs> a little bit share i love her yeah yeah but Pink was like one of like the most. I only worked with Pink on an award show, mm-hmm. so I probably got like four days of rehearsal with her. Yeah, she impressed me in like the first hour more so than like it was just she's so impressive. Really? Oh yeah, and I she's so? so incredible. Her work ethic, her just her ability to just step into everything and give it a hundred percent all the mm-hmm. time. And like I said, I've only done an award show with her. I can't even imagine. A lot of my friends are on tour with her right now. And like I said, oh, my cool. mom saw her concert. I can only imagine what it's like to be with her for an extensive period of time and feel how inspired you are by her. Cause okay. she's just like such a hard worker. So committed wants to, wants to know, wants to learn what, you know, I love her relationship with her so, daughter. I know. I know that. Goals. I, yeah. I can't listen. My mom will send me the song perfect every yeah. now and then. Oh. And that song, I like can't listen to it so good. Crying. I know, I know. That should be She's the theme amazing. song for this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you got one last one, yeah, and then we'll get to your read. You don't know what that is. Oh. I'll tell you. Okay. Um, the defensive line. We're gonna move to defense. You could pick one, two, three. You could pick as many as you want. Um, traits. I would say, as a celebrity, groundbreaking, get shit done, strong-willed, plans parties or vacays, has major throwdown. Will go to jail for you, but also fight their family <laughs> fight with their fa- I don't know what that meant no fears their job is to just block and tackle the first person that comes to mind is Lindsay Lohan <laughs> 
Like when I heard we'll go to jail for you, I'm like, she'd probably do that. She would. Yeah. You're right. Wow. I, I love just all the Lindsay's. All the different yeah. Lindsay's will be your defensive yes, line. Exactly. That's great. Yeah. They might be a little drunk, but it's fine. But it's it'll work. It's better to take a hit when you're drunk. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh um my God. you've made it to the end. Yeah. Uh we normally have people do a Lady Gaga reading. Um, but we've been doing a lot of that. Lady Gaga's goals guest. She retweeted yes. something I did a while ago. So I think we're best friends. Whatever. Did she really? She did. Um, what, I, what was it? I did a parody of A Million Reasons with Gabby Conti. And it was just timing was great. We used the same like guitar and sets that she used. And it came out literally like a week after the video. I and see that. It's really That's amazing. It's kind of dated now. It was A Million Reasons Why 2016 Sucked. Yeah. So there was a lot of stuff we could pull from. Wow. I loved her speech that she gave. At the yeah. Oscars. I know. That was so, ins- I post, that was one of the quotes I inspired yeah, or yeah. posted. I'm yeah. a little drunk right yeah. now. It's fine. I, really, I know. I was like, am I slurring? I know. I started podcast? getting like cotton mouth and slurring. It was a lot. Um, okay. So instead of like, cause I was going to have you read telephone. Um, because it's Beyonce, Lady oh, right, Gaga, right, right. Yeah. you know, and we could have your eyes perked up a little bit. So maybe we will still do that. But I thought of run the world okay. Beyonce because yes. that was like Super Bowl halftime show that you guys perform that, right? No, <laughs> Google led me in the wrong did direction. They? I Googled the did set we? list for the Super Bowl show. <laughs> maybe they did. And I think maybe that was when they did the screens or something like that. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Which, I which would like you rather read? Stuff. And you can read it. If you do telephone, then we can read it back and How forth. How does this reading go? So is the it reading, like- it's interpretive. I'll like do a bunch of plugs for the podcast while you're like looking at it. Um, you can do it in a Jersey accent. You could do it in your Boston native because you don't have an accent. I know. I got rid. Of, I made sure I got rid of it. You, oh, so you like actively got oh, rid yeah. of it? Yeah. It's the Boston accent's not cute on a female. <laughs> It's Sorry very for, all funny. The, <laughs> for, for all the <laughs> for all the females in yeah. Boston. Pack the car. But I know how to bring it back. Um, do you want to do it in a Boston? Do you want to do some run the world in a Boston? You just have to read a few lines, whatever resonates with you. And remember, it's International Women's Month, so pick pick a few lines. <laughs> Wait, w- Might be adjacent. This is- <laughs> I know it's a lot. I'm throwing a lot at you. I'm going to let you look at it. Unless you would rather have telephone. Here's telephone what is too. Telephone? <laughs> and is this is talking and just yeah talking, you can talk right? it no singing if you want to whatever inspires you to do while you look at that i'm just gonna say meatballs i hope you've enjoyed rachel as much as me i literally could sit here with her for another like three hours just drinking wine and talking shop um also please 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 write in and let me know what you want to hear more of i'm open to suggestions and goals guests and all that stuff i also love hearing how you're doing so again um just email me at what's your jersey podcast at gmail.com or just slide into my dms at jacqueline marfuji that's j-a-c-l-y-n-m-a-r-f-u-g-g-i i also have some comedy show dates coming up and i post all of that on social media or you can even go to my website which is jacqueline um so yeah oh and there's also what's your jersey podcast instagram now so you can check that out also so many things i know um i'm also just gonna put in a lot of the stuff that rachel and i talked about in the podcast notes in case you missed out on something or whatever but um 
Yeah. I uh, just want to say thank you again. Please, please, please. I'd really appreciate it if you could rate five stars or five meatballs on iTunes, review and subscribe, write a nice review and I'll write you back or maybe send you some merch and share with your friends. And now we have a very dramatically funny reading by Rachel Markarian (laughs) of which one are we doing, darling? Does everybody do these? Mm -hmm. I'm going to do just a little snippet of Run the World. Love it. And I can just talk it? And action. Okay. <laughs> My persuasion can build a nation. Endless power, love we can devour. You'll do anything for me? Run the- Who run the world? Girls! <laughs> Girls! <laughs> I am a little tipsy. I love it. <laughs> I feel like we should cast you in like the McCarthy's too. Or <laughs> that was atrocious. I would not be offended if you edited that out. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, pimp yourself out again and tell us what's coming up for you so people can look out for you. Um, Instagram tag mm-hmm. Rachel Markarian, R A C H A E L M A R K A R I A N. Love it. That's a mouthful. Um. My website is rachelmarkarian.net. I always post stuff up there. What do I have going on? Um, oh, my God. Oh, okay. So, well, I'm teaching over on the weekends. I've got that going on. Pilot season has been keeping me super busy. That's great. Thank you, Lord. And um, I'm actually teaching at this Tulum. At this Tulum? No. I'm teaching at a retreat in Tulum. And, um, yeah, it's really cool. It's like a dance and yoga five-day retreat in uh, July. And I'm going to have those details up on my website as well. But it's open to a lot of people. It's like it's staying at the, this beautiful resort. Oh I know God. whoever comes is like the package is all inclusive and stuff like that. So I've got that going. I've got actually like my summer is building up with a lot of teaching and choreography jobs right now. That's so cool. Um, but yeah, that's what's happening. Congrats. Thanks, that's lady. Amazing. Yeah. Yes, and we look forward to seeing you on more TV and film. I know. And on I Broadway so acting in a play. I know, that would be amazing. Yes, and we'd love to there. have you back too. Oh my God, this was so much fun. Thanks for having me. I would you're, love to come back. You're so much fun. Yeah. And Meatballs, you're so much fun. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Rachel, for being here. Thank you for having me. Yes, and happy International Women's Month. I really hope I got that right. I hope that's what it's called today. Or is it's it just Women's be. Month? <laughs> I guess it's international. international. It's yeah. a thing. Yeah. All women everywhere. So you go, girl. All right, we'll catch you on the flip side. Bye. Just put your paws up. Because you were born this way, baby. My mama told me when I